everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the second season of the Coffin Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Elder Punk, and with me as always is my good friend, Richie, aka King Night Asp. What's going on, bro? Oh man, it has been a long time since we've recorded a podcast. And I pulled up the notes for our last podcast and it was like March 11th. I was like, that is a long, long. time. But yeah. When it's the off season, there's just no reason to do a weekly one. Uh, so this worked out pretty well. We get to record it right before the draft. Tomorrow it, it launches. Well, I guess today, if, if this release is on draft day for people to listen to. No, no, exactly. But uh, yeah, man, I'm jazzed. I love the draft. It is probably my favorite time of the off season, so I can't wait. So I have to ask: Did you watch draft day yet? No, we we were gonna watch that tomorrow afternoon. We always watch okay. it on draft day. We've got oh, on that. draft day. Okay, I didn't yes. know. Yes, so it was we watched a draft specific day. day. Then my dad's gonna barbecue, and then we're gonna watch the draft. I'm jazzed. Have you still? You still haven't seen? Draft I didn't. Yet. I did see a giant chunk of it when they were going over film on TikTok today. So I yeah, kind of seen, seen it. Scenes from it on TikTok too in the last week. I guess this is just the time of the year that people watch Draft Day. It is a fun movie if you like the front office aspects of the NFL. Um, it's it's just super fun, man. Definitely recommend watching it one of these days. I got Tomorrow, a quick, even. quick question, not on the notes. What is one of your favorite memories of the draft or something that makes you laugh about the draft? Because I immediately can think of one thing. That's... Favorite memory or thing that makes me laugh? Either my one. My favorite memory would be the couple of years that I went in Chicago and then uh, last year going. Those are definitely my favorite memories of just being there live uh makes me laugh i i think it's probably just who was it a sean robinson that picked up roger goodell for a giant hug that was yes i, I think that, so that was funny yeah that was funny i think mine will always be the covid year when the draft oh, was man. was when the draft was <laughs> over zoom basically and then yes. they sh they went to bill Belichick's house with his name tag and it was just his fucking dog sitting at a table at a laptop yes. that Dude, picture that, that virtual a... draft were so many fun moments who was it there was one coach whose kids were like in the background like messing around yeah that was the titans the... coach i think the yeah, new titans that, coach mean, that was fantastic um, yeah that draft was hilarious but yes the bill belichick with his dog sitting in the chair <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury sitting in his aud audacious house in this Phoenix. giant leather couch. Yeah. Unearned house. <laughs> hey, yeah. that was a good, good, uh, good draft. But uh, I'm sure Demarcus yeah, Russell told him how to spend his money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the draft live though, like the two the years in Chicago and then last year in Vegas, like there's just something about being there like watching it in person the reactions um like uh the one year we went to chicago we went to the like bears official draft mm -hmm. uh, party at soldier field and like toured the locker room went on the field and attempted a field goal i did not make it i was about to um, ask yeah so like that like that kind of stuff man like that was that was outstanding but nice nice that makes sense 
And honestly, I can't really, I can't really think of any draft memories that I have besides all the times I've just gone out and started the night at a sports bar with my friends watching the draft and watched the Lions pick someone I really didn't want and then leaving the bar drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's the tough thing. That's almost every year about. with them. Yeah. When you talk about, like, happy draft memories for our teams especially, it's hard, man. Like, it, it's honestly, like, I, I wish that I could say, you know, like, the the my friend Callie's a Chiefs fan, so, like, drafting Patrick Mahomes is, like, always going to be this amazing memory for her. I can't well, really think of one of those. I, I The Cardinals drafting Kyler? No, not at this moment. It's not a happy memory. Um, I so, remember yeah, when the, the Lions drafted Matthew Stafford, number one. I was go. very happy about that. Yeah, that's very a good memory. excited. So, that's a good one. <laughs> I like when we when the Commanders drafted Terry McLaurin. I, I remember that that third round pick. Um, that made me very happy. But there's also so many draft picks that we've made that have been terrible that they just they overshadow the the one or two good happy memories. <laughs> right, for sure. Makes sense. All right, well, let's get right into it then. We got a lot of good notes here. Who knows how long we will talk because that's what we do. But let's start off with uh, our introduction. We're starting off with our top five, like we always do on the show. Um, But we're doing a little different. I had one side, you had the other side. And it's top five teams most likely to trade. I've got the top five teams most likely to trade up. You've got the top five teams most likely to trade down now do you want to go back and forth or you just want to go the up teams and then the down teams let's just do the up teams and the down teams but it's also important to note that this is just the first round I, I, yes I, yeah we weren't we're, i mean everyone has the opportunity to trade up or down in seven rounds but this let's, is just yeah. tomorrow night let's just put this out there immediately we're going to go over some mock drafts later and the odds are that maybe five percent of those mock drafts will be correct Mocking trades is even worse than mocking picks. So guessing these things is all guesswork, probably wrong. But this is the biggest, these are the biggest stories right now on who is looking to trade to actually do something in this draft tomorrow. So, and it's funny because I have five teams and all, all but one of them, the trade is because of quarterbacks. So that starts off with number my number five, that'll be the Colts, who are sitting at the number four pick, which is ludicrous most of the time to say they need to trade up to get a QB. But the Colts have had some really bad luck with quarterbacks at the end of their careers and really need a good QB. So sitting at four, knowing that there's probably two going to go before them and the Cardinals right there in the middle at three, they either need to trade up to two or trade up to three to make sure they get their guy. That is the thinking here. Because if you just sit at four and watch someone trade with the Cardinals to take a quarterback at three, and now you're looking at the fourth best option, that's always that's not going to be the greatest way to go about doing it for your franchise. So, Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, there are four quarterbacks that people consider locks for the first round in Young, Stroud, Levis, and Anthony Richardson. But if you're the Colts, are you just going to sit there at four and take whatever quarterback falls in your lap? No. The chances are they like someone 
Um, so you're not going to trade up to number one. Carolina already did that. Try to get two if Houston isn't falling in love with somebody or definitely trade up to three to make sure you get the quarterback you want. Don't just settle. And you have to think trading from four to three. Odds are you don't have to give up a first round. Maybe no. you do give up a first round next year, but it's it's one spot. So if you're giving up like a second or a third rounder, maybe like a seventh, you're probably going to be able to swap those picks. So yeah, it depends on on what other teams are offering, and if you know the Cardinals, if they trade down far enough and can get a first, and they figure ah we'll do that instead of trading down to four, it, it it'll you know who knows what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, the Colts got to do something. No. I don't even know right now who their quarterback under contract would be. I'm going to look that up, actually, while you move on to your next one. All right, so number four, I've got the Raiders, who are at number seven. Jimmy Garoppolo was signed, but he was not signed for a lot of money. And Jimmy Garoppolo is old. So there's a lot of people that believe that the Raiders at number seven also want to move up to find a future quarterback. Um, that would be uh, that would be the first time that jo- Josh McDaniels would get a chance to pull someone in that he wants. Um, he was stuck with Derek. I say stuck with Derek Carr was good, was a good quarterback, but he didn't want him. So Derek Carr's gone. There was no reason for Josh McDaniels to draft a quarterback last year because they had Derek Carr. This year they have Jimmy G, but this Jimmy G's never played for the Raiders and he's not signed for a lot of money, which makes people think that he's not their long-term answer. Because he's old and he didn't get signed for a lot. So the odds of them moving up is pretty good. Um, did you find who the, their quarterback is? I did. Uh, the first name probably won't surprise you because he was on the team last year. Sam Ellinger, the, the rookie okay, that yeah, started yeah. a couple games. These next two names surprise the hell out of me. Uh, Nick Foles, apparently, is one of their quarterbacks. Back and on Gardner their team? Minshew. Well, Gardner Minshew. They yes. don't need to draft a quarterback then. Nope, they are set, man. <laughs> yep, yep. I they love got, the stash. They got Uncle Rico ready to go. The stash man prevails. Um, so third up, you got the Titans at eleven. Also need a QB because Tannehill has one year left, and Tannehill is a, a dumpster fire at this point. So this is Malik Davis, who they took in the third round last year. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the reasons that it can be seen them jumping up from eleven to uh, try to get a QB, um, mostly because Malik Davis was a third-rounder, so you're not giving up on, like, a first-round pick you took last year. This was a guy you took a flyer on. It didn't really work out. You still need someone to take over for Tannehill when you let him go or to start this year and just let Tannehill mentor him, any of those things. But the Titans are definitely looking for a quarterback. Um, the, yep. next, the next one might surprise you, and that's... <clears throat> The Vikings at 23 also need a quarterback. Final year of Kirk Cousins' deal. Uh, you might think to yourself, well, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback and still is. Um, sure, he gets stats, but the fact of the matter is he can't play in primetime and he folds in the playoffs. So the odds are the Vikings do not want to keep him after next year. So the prevailing theory here is that if one of those top four quarterbacks starts dropping that the Vikings would move up to pull any of them. And you didn't even mention Will Levis, I don't think, right? Oh, I did. Is he one of the three? I didn't hear his name for some reason. Yeah, um, Young, Stroud, Levis, and Richardson. Okay, there you go. So, you know, there is a thought that Anthony Richardson could slide into the teens, which uh, 
would be amazing, I think, because I, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be very good. So just watch out for the Vikings trying to make a move. Um, and then the last one I have, is, I have is the Bills at 27. At the end of the first round, they're a team that needs more offensive weapons. Um, I don't – we'll get to the pre-draft trades. I don't remember – maybe you could tell me – Gabe Davis is there, but what was who's the other receiver for the Bills that asked for a trade? Uh, I heard somewhere that Stephon Diggs had actually asked for a trade. Yeah, I do remember that. Maybe I'm thinking of the Jets and Gabriel, or not Gabriel. I'm thinking of the Jets that that they're a good wide receiver that didn't think he was getting to the ball enough. Elijah Moore. Yeah, Elijah Moore. That's it. He asked for a trade as well. He got his trade. That's the one I was thinking of that actually was traded. So makes sense. Um, But yeah, the Bills need more playmakers. So the odds, if they want to ever go where the Bengals and the Chiefs are going on in the AFC, they're going to have to do something. So those are the, those are the five that I think you could see trades from. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Uh, One thing that I've, read a couple times about the Vikings is that their potential landing spot for Trey Lance, if the 49ers do decide to give up on him. Um, so that would be one to watch, but yeah, I think all four of those teams, the Colts, the Raiders, the Titans, the Vikings, all, um, you know, three of them need quarterbacks for the future. The Colts need quarterback now. So there just aren't enough quarterbacks to go around as every year. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. And then there's also, uh, Hendon Hooker is another uh, quarterback who might sneak into the first round. So we might have five first round quarterbacks. One of them could be could be a later round Hooker and Richardson might fall. So it's, it's going to be fun, man. It's funny that none went last year and then you might get five now. Uh, well, Kenny Pickett went in the first round last year. Oh, that's right. Then no one yeah. went again until the late third round. That's what yeah. it was. Well, and what's funny was, if you remember going into last year, there were talk of Malik Davis being a first-rounder. So, People you know, wanted the Lions to take him with, yeah. the, with the, what, they had the third pick? Yeah, third. Second pick. Second pick. They wanted, People wanted Malik Davis, Malik Willis with the second pick. I'm so glad that didn't happen. That, uh, tomorrow night, we, I mean, they talk about, oh, we could have four quarterbacks in the in a row. We could also have Bryce Young at one and then not another quarterback until like nine or something. So it's, um, it's still a lot of stuff up in the air, but all right. Top five teams to trade down. I'm going to start with the Eagles. They've got two first round picks. I don't think they'll trade their first one, but they pick 30th, which is always a spot that teams like to move. They want to sneak the in rounds. Yeah. yeah. Cause you get that fifth year option when you draft somebody. So I could definitely see them, you know, with not a lot of needs. If if there's an option opportunity for them at that point to trade down, I think they will. Um, The Buccaneers, they pick. ah, I forget where they pick. I should have written it down, but it's it's like it's like eighteen. Yeah, eighteen or around twenty. But they they just need a lot. Um, They they've lost a lot this year. You know, they they need to reload. So trading down to get more picks and, and more players, I think, is a good. Um, option for them uh, number three the commanders they've done it a lot under Ron Rivera um, they they like to trade down and, and get more picks 
They don't have a second rounder because of the Carson Wentz trade, so I definitely could see them trading down to try to get a second rounder or another third at least. The Bears at nine, they've already traded down from one. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of holes, uh, kind of like the Bucks. They they could use a lot of players. So if somebody don't wants they also to trade have the a lot 10, of picks? They do have a lot of picks. <laughs> they do have a lot of picks, but um, they still have a lot of holes. <laughs> like they they have a lot of picks. They have a lot of holes, and they've talked about you know wanting to trade down unless somebody like Jalen Carter falls to them. Um, I think at nine, there's a good opportunity that they'll they'll trade down for somebody wanting to move up for, you know, Bajon Robinson if he's there or just one of those top corners. Um, and then we talked about this with the quarterbacks. Number one, Arizona Cardinals. Somebody's going to want number three. <laughs> number three somebody's is moving. Want, it is yeah, most want definitely moving. Whether the Colts trade up one spot, somebody trades up all the way from, you know, the Raiders at seven or, or even farther back. I don't believe the cardinals will be drafting at three tomorrow night um if if they do i i i would be surprised uh but i i don't think i'd be angry because there's always two sides to a trade um you know if if maybe teams aren't in love with some of these quarterbacks as much as we all think they are then the cardinals will just take will anderson and be done with it so um no, but if I was betting money on the draft, which I don't, um, it's one thing I won't bet on is the draft. It's so unpredictable. I mm-hmm. would bet the Cardinals trade down. Yep, I'm with you. Another one to watch out there is depending on how those first five picks roll out, the Lions are definitely a trade partner for people. Yeah, so. yep. If there's somebody available, what do they pick? Sixth. Sixth. Yep. Yeah, so if somebody like Jalen Carter is still there or one of those quarterbacks at six, then I could see the Lions doing it. But I could also but, see the Lions just taking somebody like Jalen Carter or Tyree Williams um, just to beef up their defense. Here's my problem. Every draft, mock draft, has them taking a cornerback at six. Even if Will Anderson or Jalen Carter are there, they have them taking a cornerback. I don't want that. We just so got all whole bunch of Falcons in three years. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I, I don't want a cornerback in the first 10 picks. If we trade back and get a cornerback in 10 to 20, then I'm okay with that. But I, if Will Anderson is there, you take him. Jalen Carter is there. You take him. You do not take a cornerback. We have all they signed. Most of what they signed in free agents was cornerbacks and safeties. So I don't feel like that is the most optimal use of a sixth round pick, especially when you can add to the line or get a good linebacker. So one day pasta man is gone. That would be perfect. (laughs) So never, he's never leaving. Obviously that dude has the front office balls and a vice grip. Well, speaking of uh, the Lions signing safeties, uh, we're going to do a quick recap a free agency we did our preview with our last pod back in march um, we're not going to dive into every single signing but we will go over what we had listed as our our top 10 best available at the time and just where they ended up so starting with orlando brown was our number one best available and number one on a lot of sites uh, he signed with the Bengals, so good for joe burrow uh, yeah Javon that's very Hargrave, good Defensive tackle signed with the 49ers. Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle signed with the Broncos. 
Jamel Dean, a corner signed with the Bucks, and Jesse Bates, great safety uh, from Cincinnati, signed with the Falcons. Falcons made a lot of good signings in free agency. Like, I was surprised. Yes. Yes, they did. Well, hello, Angels Ruin. Whoa, hey! Angel and friends, welcome to the party. What's up, everybody? Sports, yes, sports is happening. Woo, football. <laughs> Let's go. Good to see you guys. Thanks for raiding. I appreciate you. Awesome. All right. Um, so, last five. Dalton Schultz, tight end, ended up with Houston. That's an interesting one because they don't have any other weapons. <laughs> uh, James Bradbury, uh, re-signed with the Eagles. CJ Gardner-Johnson, you know, it's funny. We talked about this on last podcast, how awesome it would be if he ended up in Detroit, and he did. Dude, when they, the when they announced that that signing, I was so freaking stoked. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. That is a fantastic get for the Lions. Uh, Jawan Taylor, tackle, signed with the Chiefs, and Jermont Jones, defensive tackle, signed with the Seahawks. So that's the top 10. Um, you know, there were a lot of other moves. We'll talk about some of the trades as well as the most improved teams. But were there any free agency signings that you wanted to cover, kind of stood out to you? Um, Derek Carr to the Saints was one. Yep. We talked about that in the last podcast. Did we? He had already yes. signed? Yep. Before free agency? Yeah, because he had been cut, so he was, uh, he was oh, able okay. to sign at any point. Yeah. So, uh, I know, so I didn't include that one. I didn't include Daniel Jones re-signing or Geno Smith re-signing because that was all on our on our last pod. Well, another one we could talk about is the reason that the Bucks moved to your downside because they would have been an instant up if they didn't sign Baker Mayfield in free agency. Yes. So Baker Mayfield signing with the, the Buccaneers, that's a pretty huge one. It's nice to see him landing in a place where he's going to get a chance to be the man again. Yeah, I, I, man, you gotta love Baker's like competitive spirit, and he's not he, he's not turning out to be worth a number one pick. Um, not a lot of quarterbacks in that draft class are, besides Josh Allen, but he is just a, a competitor, man. And and I, it's a, it's it's funny. I the Commanders, you know, we've needed quarterbacks the last couple of years, and every time he's available, I thought, boy, it would be great if we had signed him or traded for him or something. But uh, I hope he succeeds in Tampa Bay. I really do. I I, I want to see that guy be able to just stay in one spot and and be on a team and be that guy that he should have been in Cleveland had Cleveland not been completely stupid and run him out. Yep, exactly. Hopefully for the Bucks, that'll be a nice transition for them, and they'll take advantage of what the Browns <laughs> pushed out. Um, yeah, I hope so. One other, sticking with a, a, a former theme of this show, I would just like to point out that Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley has not signed anywhere. So, Is he not on the Ravens? I thought he was still on the Ravens. Is he? He's listed under free so. agents without somewhere being signed. Is he really? Wow, I thought he was still um, still under contract to Ravens. He might be a one of those restricted free agent types, but as far uh, as the yes. list I'm looking at, he's he didn't he sign is. anywhere. Yeah, he. Um, I just actually googled it. He signed his tender yesterday. It looks like so he is. Oh, so this under contract. So this list is old. Okay, okay well, yes, it took this long into free agency. 
So there well, you that's go. crazy that it took him that long to re to sign his tender too. So hey, thanks for the follow, follow Volpacora. Wait, we got a few here. I just saw that one. Oh, there we go. Oh, wait, let's see. Doctor Baby Love, thank you for the follow. Volp, how are you? Thank you for the follow. Acid Knight, thank you for the follow. Mister Headshot, thank you for the follow. The only Athena, thank you for the follow. And Caitlin, thank you for the follow. Look at all the new friends. Look at all these yeah. new friends. And I know most of those names. All very awesome people. So. Well, there you go. Perfect. Well, that is fantastic. Uh, let's see. Where do let's we say I got some more. I got some more for you. David Montgomery going to the Lions was a big one for me. Yes. Yeah, I mean, what a great signing for them. Yeah. Well, mostly because Jamal Williams went to the Saints. So that one kind of hurt and stung real bad since he was my favorite Lion currently. But now he's gone. And I'm just going to have to deal with it. But it'd be interesting he's to gonna, see. He's catch all their Pokemon now. I know, right? Who's going to make the freaking hilarious TikToks for the Lions now? <laughs> um, but yeah, those are the two of the bigger um, running back ones. Miles Sanders left the Eagles to go to the Panthers. So, yes. There is an idea that the Eagles will be looking at Bajon Robinson. So that'll be interesting. Well, they did sign Rashad Penny. So. Um, they do have a starting caliber running back, but he never does stay healthy. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they took Bajon Robinson and just became like a super team. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, as far as wide receivers go, Juju Smith Schuster's, uh, experiment in KC is over quickly. He's now on the Patriots. It just seems fitting that a underperforming Wide receiver would go to the Patriots, where he will probably become one of the best in the league. <laughs> <laughs> well, that all depends on Mac Jones or or their other quarterback. Uh, gosh, what, was they, what the heck was that guy's name that they wanted? Everyone wanted to start over Mac Jones because they thought he was the new Tom Brady. Zappy. Yeah, Bailey, Bailey Zappy. That was his name. Bailey Zappy. I, I, that's no one's talking about that, but I wouldn't be surprised if Zappy starts the season as their starter. Like, I feel like Mac Jones has already run out of time. Um, awesome. Well, so last thing we're talking about with free agency, just the most improved teams. Uh, I pulled most of this from NFL.com and ESPN.com, but um, the Miami Dolphins traded for Jalen Ramsey from the Rams. So. Jalen Ramsey now with Xavier Howard. That is a hell of a corner duo. Um, they also re-signed Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr., but they've been linked to Dalvin Cook trade rumors as well. So, so they ended up trading for Dalvin Cook. That is another super team. That is a <laughs> super team. I mean, Miami did make the playoffs, but isn't that hilarious how every year before the year starts, they collect a whole bunch of starting caliber halfbacks. Last year they had three. They've already got Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson who weren't there starting last year because last year they had Chase Edmonds, uh, Miles Gaskin, and then there was a, a, th a third one. All of them are gone. Now you have now you have Mostert, Jeff Wilson, possibly Dalvin Cook. What are, Do they look at running backs like Infinity Stones? I, I think um, Mike McDaniels kind of follows the Kyle Shanahan mindset of just every running back I play is going to turn into a star. So he just loads up on them and Apparently. cycles through them. 
but yeah i it's it's tough i mean you want to talk fantasy football wise i i would love to be able to draft miami's running back but when you have three yeah it makes no it impossible gonna start yeah last year i tried it right i'm like chase yeah. edmonds that'll be a good eighth round pick oh yeah, yeah I, I wasted a pick perfect love yep. it i if dalvin cook ended up there and they actually were to give him you know 60 percent, 70 percent of the carries um i think that'd be great i, I think he would be he would have a great season if he, if everybody stayed healthy because with Tua and Waddle and Hill, if oh, if their running back nasty. was set, yeah, Gusecki, like set running back, uh, no, Gasecki's gone. What? Gasecki is in New England. You? Yes. Sorry, dude. Just uh, Gasecki's been like a household, like free agent tight end, uh, fantasy pickup for like the last five years for me. Yes. He's always available because he never really does anything. <laughs> but he'll go off for a game. So if you pick him up for the game that he goes off, you're very happy. Yeah. That's the trick, though, with tight ends. You either have to hope he goes off or you just take Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, another team most improved, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they shored up their defense. Uh, Shining this guy with the best name ever, Ogbania Okoronkwo. Damn. That was, that was, uh, that was pretty – clear i'm hey, impressed by that i, I practiced beforehand <laughs> because i would have butchered that and that is definitely not what i would have said do you want to give it a shot ogbania akarawako <laughs> that was that was not bad ogbania ox tacos ox tacos um they signed uh, Dalvin Tomlinson and Juan Thornhill on defense. Their Those are was already three crazy. names that I have no idea who they are. They must be I know good. Who Dalvin Tomlinson is. Yeah, I don't. I, I've, I've heard that name before, just from playing Madden. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah, their offense was already set with Watson and, and Amari Cooper and, and Nick Chubb, of course. But uh, improved on the defense. So of course, everybody's all all excited on the Browns. They'll find a way to screw it up. Uh, the oh. Panthers, I'm actually intrigued by the Panthers this year. They signed Von Bell, Shy Tuttle on defense, Hayden Hurst and Miles Sanders on offense. They're going to draft Bryce Young. They got uh, a new coach. Um, we saw how well they played to end last year with the players they had. They've improved some positions. They don't really have a receiver after trading DJ Moore. I think they signed Adam Thielen. Um, and I can't remember who else is their next receiver, but uh, DJ Chark that's who else they signed DJ Chark and Adam Thielen. So, well, good luck to them with DJ. Yeah, <laughs> no, he'll exceed now that he's not in Detroit, but uh, yeah, Carolina definitely looks like you know they were one of the worst teams last year, um, <laughs> quote unquote, worst teams fought for a playoff yeah. spot in the last week. Um, I think yeah. that they they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah, I especially. Although, okay, let me take that back. I think they would have definitely been fine if they kept their head coach that had them uh, the worst, one of the worst teams in the NFL playing as one of the best. Steve Wilkes. Who knows what's going to happen with this new head coach? They signed? Steve Wilkes so. just gets get keeps getting screwed. He got screwed. Steve in Arizona. Wilkes. He gets screwed you know. in Carolina. Like, yeah, it's a damn shame. 
Uh, New England. We talked about them getting Juju Smith-Schuster and Mike Gusecki. They also finally signed an actual offensive coordinator that wasn't Matt Patricia. Uh, and Matt Patricia's Bryant. gone. He went somewhere else. Yes. So he's completely gone. They just did not like that experiment so much, he's out of there. Who, who would have seen that coming? Not me. I love Matt Patricia. Yes. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you know, they, the quarterback situation for them is very up in the air with Zappy and Jones, but should, uh, um, like you said, Juju Smith-Schuster is probably going to be a top 10 fantasy wide receiver just because that's what New England does. And um, Jusecki, New England Titans are always targets in the end zone, yeah. so. And they still have Hunter Henry, but they did trade Jonu Smith away, so they still have two good that, tight ends. That's the thing. They don't do the running back thing. You, they always have running backs. You're like, okay, that one guy would be a third string on every other team. But as far as tight ends, they always collect tight ends like the uh, 49ers collect running backs. Yes. Yes. Well, that's funny. Now they just need to be able to throw the ball to them. Um, and the last most improved team is the Chicago Bears, frankly, because they couldn't have Boo! 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 You don't think they improved? They couldn't have gotten worse. I didn't that's, say that. I didn't say they didn't joke. improve. Oh, just because I just don't like the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, they had the most cap space, so they signed Tremaine Edwins, T.J. Edwards, uh, Nate Davis, and then traded for D.J. Moore as part of the package for the first overall pick. So they definitely got more talent on the team. Now we'll see how it goes. But <laughs> now, um, can he throw to them? Yeah, that's the thing. Then they still also have um, really no running back because they let David Montgomery go. They signed Donta Foreman, but I mean Donta Foreman is not a that's like a New England signing. They're like, yeah. hey, they're going to sign this third stringer on any other team. Yeah, I. That's why I thought if if Bajon Robinson was there at nine, Chicago should just take it, man. <laughs> that would be smart, and I would actually hate that, but. They would be smart for them. Obviously, yes. <laughs> that would, uh, yeah, that would be pretty annoying for you, for sure. <laughs> See that guy twice a year? Ugh. <laughs> it's going to be fun tomorrow night. We'll see. Yeah, it will be. Um, all right. So now we're going to move into the draft, and we're going to start with the pre-draft trades that have already gone down, um, and there are a lot of them. Um, starting at the top, the Bears traded number one to the Panthers for DJ Moore, as we mentioned. They also got number nine, number 61 in the second, a first rounder in 2024, and a second rounder in 2025. Um, good trade for the Bears. They, they didn't get as much as some people thought they'd be able to, but they got DJ Moore, which is <laughs> good for that receiver core. Congrats on DJ Moore. I don't you think know, he's like that good. Moore. I don't think he's good. I've given him a chance for three straight years and he's done nothing. So <laughs> go to going to a team that cannot throw the ball. I just, you should have just taken another first rounder Yeah, and drafted I mean, they, a wide receiver. I it's, they gave up a second rounder for chase Claypool too. So they're just trying to amass as many receivers as they can to see whatever sticks. Chase Claypool, uh, I like about a hundred times more than DJ Moore, and they didn't give up as much. So, uh, Raiders traded Darren Waller to the Giants for a third-round pick. 
I was a little surprised by that one. That but one again. blows my mind. Darren Waller, there's like a top five of tight ends, and Waller is in that top five, or at least he has been over the past five years. And what did we get for TJ Hawkinson? I don't remember. Second round pick? Uh, let's see. I'll look that up. Because in my opinion, Darren Waller is worth more than TJ Hawkinson. Um, a, a second round pick and a third round pick next year. So we got a second and the a third. gave up two fourths. Okay. And they gave up some picks. All right. So, but still they, I mean, they moved their picks up. So that's yeah. positive momentum. Um, yeah, I was surprised too. I, I guess Waller hasn't done as much last year, the year before. Um, and I think honestly, it's just part of Josh McDaniels wanting to make the team in his own image. You know, so that's why he got rid of Derek Carr, getting rid of Darren Waller. He just wants his own guys. Um, good for the Giants, though. I mean, they they lost Evan Ingram two years ago, and now now they've got a great tight end. They've got Saquon Barkley. Um, still don't really have any any great receivers, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see uh, the, yeah. for them. Uh, Colts traded Stephon Gilmore to the Cowboys for 176. This one everybody talks about what a great get it is for the Cowboys. I mean, Stephon Gilmore's past his prime. Like, Way I, I understand he's going to be their second corner, their number two corner. Um, but everyone's acting like it's like, oh, the Cowboys got a steal. It's like, did they, I mean... Really? He reminds me the way people talk about him every time he goes somewhere new reminds me of Daryl Revis at the end of his career. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, we got Revis Island. It's like okay, so he does yeah, not play the living, way he did when he was younger. Living in the past. The guy had sixty-six tackles, two interceptions last year. So I mean, so he had a Gilmore, good. Yeah. He had a decent amount of tackles, but. This doesn't show a past deflections. I don't know, man. It's just it's it's, it's a can... lot of hype based off a of name and, and the fact mm-hmm. that it's Dallas. Everything Dallas yeah. does, everybody thinks is the greatest thing that ever happens. So, you know, we'll see. But uh I I, I like this trade. I thought Miami got a steal here. Jalen Ramsey traded to the Dolphins for tight end Hunter Long, whoever the hell that is, and a third round pick. Yeah, Jalen uh, Ramsey is still in his prime. And yes, he is still I... very good. He's got a big contract, but if you have the cap space and the Dolphins are just going all in to try to win a Super Bowl, basically, until they have to pay Tua or draft a new quarterback, um, that's a great trade. I love that trade. Um, Dolphins just keep making good moves under Mike McDaniels. I love that guy. He's so awesome. Yeah. The Bucks traded Shaq Mason, who is a is a pretty good guard, um, and a seventh rounder to the Texans for a fourth. So the Texans improving their offensive line to help Damian Pierce next year and if they draft a quarterback to help protect their quarterback <laughs> the Patriots traded Johnny Smith to the Falcons obviously after they got Mike Isecki they didn't need three starting tight ends only right. two uh, Texans traded Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys which again everyone's acting was like the greatest wide receiver ever even though he hasn't done anything in like that's, five years that's like if they trade if the Cowboys trade for Mike Thomas that's yeah. a name everybody knows. That was good. Yeah, Show me you're you still a good. Championship before the pandemic. 
but yeah. what has he done in the last four years? Exactly. Um, this one boggled my mind. I know he, I know he demanded the trade, but the Jets traded Elijah Moore and a third to the Browns for a second. Um, it's a shame that they had to get rid of him because I think Elijah Moore is a great receiver. Um, I think the Browns got a fantastic one right there. Elijah Moore's going to tear it up for the Browns next year. Him and Amari yeah. Cooper for... It's just, uh, it's just nuts that the Jets went from Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore to Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, and now Corey Davis is still there. Like, <laughs> last year they had one of the best, youngest receiving cores in the league, and now it's like, oh, we signed Alan Lazard because Aaron Rodgers wanted us to. Like, <laughs> yeah. dumb. Dumb. Yeah. I don't think the Jets... I mean, I guess the Jets really just wanted to make sure that he wanted to be there, but do not make the same mistakes the, the, that the Packers did by just doing whatever Aaron Rodgers wants you to do. Oh, they will. I know, and they're, gonna, they're not going to win anything. That's the way it happens. We've seen yeah. it over and over. And again, I know Elijah Moore wanted the trade, but you couldn't have just been like, all right, we're going to, we'll sign Lazard to be like our third or fourth receiver, but we still want to lean on these two great younger receivers. Mm -hmm. It's just, what a shame, man. Um, Detroit Lions traded Jeff Okuda to the Falcons for like a fifth rounder. I was a little taken aback by that. The number three pick a few years ago. In the 2020 draft. Yep. But well, I'm not the surprised commanders. with the amount of people that they signed, cornerbacks they signed in free agency. I'm not surprised he's gone. He let he was leaving, and they didn't want to pay him a big contract because he just has not proved himself. He had a decent year last year, but he wasn't very trustworthy. The years before that, he was injured and bad when he played. Getting rid of him was the right call, in my opinion. As a Lions fan, getting rid of him was the right call. So, well, let me let me ask you. A Maybe question. not for a fifth, because that's kind of admitting that how bad he was. But right. So this this is my question because I I saw this at the time and I, I kind of thought, yeah, it makes sense. So, um, he was drafted the same year as Chase Young. Washington's mm -hmm. not picking up Chase Young's fifth year option, so this will be his last season before hitting free agency. So Akuda would have done the same thing. He would have played this year and then become a free agent. If he had played well, they could have chosen to re-sign him or let him sign somewhere else. If he signs somewhere else and you get a compensatory pick, chances are it would be higher than a fifth. So why not just keep him this year, let him play, and then become a free agent I, that was kind of my thought, because that's what it sounds seems like the commanders are doing with Chase Young. We're going to play him this year, and then just kind of let him let him walk and go get big money elsewhere, and then we'll get a third or fourth round pick in return. I don't know why the Lions didn't just do that with Akuda. Um, I think, like I said, because of how many they had signed and how many they actually like, he would have been a on the line for a cut spot yeah. in training camp oh, anyway okay. so all right they just needed Wouldn't even have made the roster <laughs> well i mean they got jerry jacobs they got a bunch of like young cornerbacks that have started and actually played over the last three years that were good and then you have a third pick in the draft that you are attached to just because they were a third pick so why not just get rid of that guy 
So no, that makes sense. That makes sense. If he's not gonna see any playing time, and just be paid a couple million to sit on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so. sense. Um, speaking of making money to sit on the bench, the Rams traded wide receiver Allen Robinson to the Steelers. What a what a great traded... experiment that was. Yes, paid him just so much money um, to do nothing. And now he gets to go to the Steelers, where presumably he will still do nothing. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that Alan Robinson reminds me of Stephon Gilmore. It's like the big name, and everybody remembers a couple years ago. But it's like at this point in his career, he's kind of done. Uh, I, I don't know how old he is, but he's just, he's just you're not going to get anything more from him. You got a lot from him when he was the only option on a bad yes. Bears team. Yes, and then he just. But then you're going to place where other players are playing that can play, and you are just an option, not the option. It's apparent that he is not the guy. So, no. not at all. Yeah. Uh, last trade, probably the biggest one. Packers traded Aaron Rodgers and number fifteen and number one seventy to the Jets for thirteen. So they moved up uh, two spots in this year's draft. They get a second rounder this year and a conditional second rounder next year that becomes a first rounder if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. And which... I, I, that number seems decent to me because what's 65% out of snaps? It's snaps, huh? Well, what's 65% of 18 or 17 games? He'd have to play 10 games probably. Yeah, I don't see them sitting him for seven games. No. So he would have the odds hurt. are they're getting a first. Right. He'd have to get hurt or he'd have to retire midseason, um, which you never know. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. yeah, I'm just glad he's gone from the NFC North and, and from the NFC entirely. I'm very – it's just nice to not have to – It's unfortunate because I was a face. big Jets fan last year, and now there's just absolutely no way I can root for the Jets whatsoever. No. Not at all. Because I like Keenan. I liked Keenan Williams. I like uh, Sauce Gardner. I liked Elijah Moore when he was there. I like Brees Hall. I like. I liked that team. Now they have Aaron Rodgers. I don't like that team. <laughs> yeah. I want to yep. see them do well, but them doing well involves Aaron Rodgers doing well, and I just cannot root for that. I'll As root a Lions for them fan. next year after he retires and they're they're back at square one. Um, so have you seen that clip of Zach Wilson? No. About the Jets. If what if the Jets sign a veteran quarterback to fight with him for the starting job this offseason? And he said, I will make that guy's a I will make that man's life a living hell in training camp. <laughs> and that's gone viral. Yeah. About him and him and Rogers. It's so it's that one cracks me Please up. Please do, Zach. Please do. He's probably going to sleep with your wife's friend. Yes. <laughs> well, Rogers is Rogers married? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe he'll sleep with his Rogers girlfriend. I don't know. He'll sleep with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Does right, like so yeah, the mills. The draft trades. Um, next up, we're going to talk about our biggest playmaker draft prospects. This will be fun. This will be fun. Uh, so. We kind of did this a little bit last last month. We we were going through the RAS score. We identified some people that had high RAS scores. I kind of stuck with them just because I, I ended up looking into a couple of them more. Um, and 
we're not the only ones who identified them as sleepers. So I'm just sticking with them because I'm very interested to see where they all kind of pan out at. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, why don't you go ahead and start us off? All right, I'm going to start off with a quarterback that uh, one of the Pride of Detroit riders. Pride of Detroit will love them. Have a nice K is now following. Thank you, K. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, um, we missed a couple other ones too. Megan Heron. Oh, Megan. Mama Jet. We Love Demon. Rami. A lot of new follows. Thank you so much. Is, is We Love Demon for Finn Balor or. No. No, that's for. Themselves? That's for Demon Hunter 01, another streamer ah, okay. who is awesome. Um, but D Pride of Detroit, one of my favorite blogs about the Lions. I'll read them all the time. They went off on this guy. He has a sleeper quarterback that Lions fans should look to be drafted in the later rounds for the Lions. I feel like anyone that gets him that needs a project quarterback is probably going to be happy with this, but... It's QB Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA. And he is a, this dude is fast, like fast, fast playmaker. He can run the ball. He can pass the ball. He can do everything. Um, he has a very low RAS though, which kind of has put him under the radar as far as his combine scores go, which puts him into those later rounds for a QB. But I feel like, Whoever takes him is going, if they're looking for a project, is going to be very happy. Um, he's projected as around four to five prospect. His RAS is 7.72, and his comps for that RAS are people I've never even heard of. <laughs> so I just feel like he can be one of those quarterbacks that's flying under the radar right now. I'm really looking forward to see where he goes, and I'm hoping that this is the year the Lions take a flyer on a quarterback in the late rounds, and this is the one. Well, and I will – I recognize the name because Mel Kiper put out his list of top ten quarterbacks this year um, just a couple hours ago. Bryce Young, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, those are his top four, all first-rounders, obviously. Hendon Hooker, who will probably sneak into the first round. Then he's got Jake Hayner from Fresno State, which is one I've heard a lot about. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think he'll be a day two, second or third round pick. And then number seven, he's got Dorian Thompson Robinson. So it's a possibility that this guy actually ends up in the third or fourth round. Um, but yeah, I think I agree. The Lions definitely should take a developmental quarterback at some point. Um, and, and this would be a, a pretty exciting one for them. For sure. I've watched a lot of... Once I read that story about him, I watched a lot of YouTube videos, highlights of his. He is crazy fast once he starts running. Like, the only thing that... The, the only knock on him is that he, he... He takes a lot of time to figure out if he's going to throw the ball or run the ball. So he gets sacked mm -hmm. a lot. But, you know, if he would had better decision-making skills then that would probably be perfect which is what you can teach right so yeah absolutely yeah. who's yours uh so my quarterback uh it's funny it was actually mel kiper's 10th rated quarterback clayton toon from houston um his RAS score is 9.83 pretty high comparisons to rg3 had a lot of success success in college um but is definitely he's a day three prospect he is a absolute developmental quarterback um, but he's very athletic. 
Um, and and I I think that if he can get into a system that kind of matches his strengths, um, could be a guy that that could turn into a, a solid starter. You know, not he's not going to be Tom Brady or Brock Purdy or something like that, but um, could he end up being like a Dak Prescott or or Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson style? Sure, maybe maybe not that successful, but um, at the very least starter level. Um, but I just like as athletic as he is, um, I'm, I'm curious to see if he can get into a, a, a team that puts him into the right system. And plus, I saw the RG3 comparison, and I was like, hey, I know him. <laughs> I know that guy. I know that name. But I also have a bonus one. This this is based purely off the story I saw while, while I was doing notes for this. Holton Ehlers from ECU is an actual blood descendant of Ragnar Lothbrok, the famous Wait, what? Yes. So if the Vikings don't draft him or sign him as an undrafted free agent, they are dumb. <laughs> For real. Think right. of all the uh, think of all the advertising ability there. That's Seriously. crazy. You'd just be a spokesman for the team as their third quarterback. But um, how did they that figure that out? Name. Uh, I guess he did Ancestry.com or, or 23andMe or something, and they could actually trace it all the way back. That is insane to me. Yeah, but just just a fun little story I saw, and I was like, oh, yeah, the Vikings have to have to do it. But just a name to watch on Saturday to see where he ends up. Yeah, oh, for sure. I'm trying to remember. You're talking about this uh, Houston quarterback. Weren't they in the playoffs recently? Um, the college football playoff or just like in a bowl game? College football playoff. No, I don't think they were in the college football playoffs. I'm trying to find their like twenty twenty one. They were twelve and two. Uh, they played in the Independence Bowl last year and won it over Louisiana. They played in the Birmingham Bowl in twenty twenty one and beat Auburn, Auburn, and they played in the New Mexico Bowl in twenty twenty and lost to Hawaii. Okay, so they just had a really good 2021, 2021 when they were 12-2. and two. That's the yeah. one I'm thinking of. So that is recent enough that the, he was there. So, In his last two seasons, he threw 40 touchdowns to 10 interceptions last year, 30 touchdowns to 10 interceptions the year before, um, ran for five touchdowns last year. So, I mean, he's he's he had a lot of success in college. It's just, will it... Will he get the chance in in the NFL? Makes sense. Why don't you hit your running back? I'll be back in two seconds. I'll have my headset on so I can hear you, but I'll comment when I get back. I gotta grab something. All right. Uh, so my running back is Israel Abanakanada. I, I don't think I got that one right. Abanakanda from Pitt. Uh, another high RAS score, 9.63. He is the sixth ranked running back. For ESPN, so he is more of a round three or four pick, a little bit higher. But he's been compared to Alvin Kamara. Uh, that was on Raz. I've also heard that on Sports Talk Radio the last couple of weeks. A lot of people believe he could be one of the top running backs in this class, even though he's not projected to go as high as some of the others. Um, so definitely somebody I'm I'm excited to see where he ends up. Um, you know, when you, when you play fantasy football, 
you watch the draft, especially if you're in dynasty leagues, you're always looking for those players that are going to go to teams and break out like Brees Hall last year, David Pierce last year. Um, so this is a guy I definitely have my eye on. The uh, Redskins QB or running draft. back. Oh yeah. Brian Robinson. Yeah. So this is a guy I, I definitely am going to watch um, when when the Raz score has him compared to Alvin Kamara and then a bunch of other people on the radio were saying the same thing. It's like, Oh, I'm going to listen to that. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see where he's, he'll probably go late round three, maybe round four. Um, but yeah, if he goes to the right team, it could be somebody I target in dynasty drafts. Absolutely. I, I love talking about these playmaker draft prospects and seeing where they go just for the simple fact of us being in a dynasty league where our draft is just rookies. So seeing where these guys go and seeing like what what kind of position they're put into is just really important. And those it's crazy because I really need a quarterback and with the amount coming around this year, it'll be interesting to see which ones go where. So Yes. Yeah, exactly. I really need a running back, so this is a guy that I will be watching closely. <laughs> um I don't think you could t- I don't think we could have left this guy off the playmaker list, even if he's obvious, and that's Bajon Robinson from Texas. I don't think I've been excited, as excited for a halfback and seeing them play in the NFL that I have than this guy. Crazy good runner, great pass catcher, really fast, like really can be really fast, but can get to that speed really quickly. Um, you know, he's a little undersized, but, you know, whatever. We've seen halfbacks that look like Theo Riddick be amazing. So um, people consider – I consider him this year's Brees Hall. <laughs> There's a pretty good chance that he's going to be that guy this year. And then that is definitely his Raz comp with a 9.85. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm – you know that that he has high expectations on him when you go in to do a mock draft on ESPN and he's going in the first round without even being on a team yet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. He's, he's probably the most exciting playmaking prospect in this year's draft that's not a quarterback. Um, there's not a lot of hype around the receivers this year. Um, no. so I, I, wherever this guy goes, especially if he goes to Philly, oof, um, he's going to be fun to watch. He's probably the second best running back prospect I've seen come out of college. And I will give you $20 if you can guess who the number one is. How recent is it? Uh, oh gosh, it was a couple years ago at this point. Um, I would say within the last 10 to 12 years. You're not, not, it's it's a trick question because it's Ben bones. (laughs) Not a real. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm like, he's real to me. In my head. I'm like Saquon Barkley. I remember him having real to me. Good old Ben bones. Ben bones. That's easy. Real to me, too. 
<laughs> in my mind, Joe Mixon's the best running back in NFL history. He was Hall of Fame, Joe Mixon. <laughs> oh man, a little Madden humor for you guys, a little inside jokes. So before we go to wide receivers, I w- I'm especially interested in who we got here because of one thing, and that is something we didn't talk about in the news. All the players that got suspended. Oh, yes, yes. So true. at least two. Two Lions. There were a lot of Lions on this list of players being suspended, but there were two Lions wide Four receivers. Lions two Lions wide receiver, one commander. Yeah, of course. So yeah. the Coffin Corner curse, apparently. Yeah. Only people from our two teams were suspended for betting. It's probably because course. we did our, our Thursday night foreplay and, and they were listening and they bet it and then we got them suspended. So oh, yeah, they're like, Shaka Tony, James I'm jumping on that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm especially interested in these wide receiver prospects because, because where the Lions didn't need a wide receiver before, suddenly they need a receiver in the draft. So yep. I'm curious who's going where and what kind of prospects we can look at. So. And I'm pretty sure the yeah. Lions have five picks in the top 100, something like that. So they've got a lot of picks. I mean, they've got two firsts. So if they if they fall in love with the receiver, they very well could uh, could decide to take one. Um, but I'll go ahead and go first. So my wide receiver again is the guy we talked about last podcast, Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia. Grass score of 9.97, ridiculous. Um, his comparison is Calvin Johnson. He is 6'4", 221, 43840. I don't know why this guy is a sixth round projection. Um, You look at like his measurables, his combine grade. I'm assuming he just wasn't super productive in college, but you can't teach the, the like physicals that he has. You can't teach someone to be like that quick or that big. Um, So I, I think you know, I remember Marquez Valdez Scantling. I watched him at the Combine years ago when he came out, and I was like, dude, this guy looks legit. He was big, catching the ball every pass thrown his way. And then he fell away to, like, the fifth round. And, yeah, he hasn't gone on to be Antonio Brown, but he's been, you know, a successful, steady receiver. I think Bryce Ford Wheaton's definitely, at the very least, somebody who could become a number two on a team. Yeah. Um, you know, if he's he like. Develops- he reminds me of like a Marvin Jones type role. Yeah. Where you can yeah, rely exactly. on him to get you catches, get you touchdowns, but he's not your number one guy, but he's always a good option. That's what I look no. at, at at a guy that, that with that kind of height, speed, all those measurables, that's not rated at the top of the draft. So, Right. I think he definitely could develop into a star, just given given all that, if he can, you know, get the uh the opportunity and and you know get the production um i i'm not saying he will but i definitely think there's the chance that if if going to the right system he he could break out but at the very least he's just he's very athletic six four very tall good red zone target somebody that i'm going to watch to see where he goes um the calvin johnson comparison makes me want him to go to detroit especially if they can get him in the fourth or fifth round why the hell not um but yeah Yep, I'm happy to see it. I would be happy with him or my next guy here, uh, Jonathan Mingo from Old Miss. Six foot two, tall, strong, uh, 
Drawing comparisons to Andre Johnson. <laughs> I do like me some Andre Johnson. Maybe not the yeah. fastest receiver in the world, but one that can create separation, and even if he doesn't, will jump up and just steal the ball from you. So that's what I think of with Jonathan Mingo. Uh, or he's a round two to three prospect, which is perfect for where I would want the Alliance to take a wide receiver. Um, and it, with a RAS score of 9.87, the guy has a massive, uh, a very good score, did very well at the combine, but is still floating in that second round to third round spot. So with the Lions, I did check, they do have five picks in the top 100. They have the 6th, the 18th, the 48th, the 55th, and the 81. So there's a good chance that he's available for them, or at least one of these wide receivers is. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They just got to take somebody. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, so last up, tight ends. Uh, again, we talked about Zach Kuntz, Old Dominion last last month. Perfect Raz score, 10 out of 10. Um, he is a sixth-round projection. But this is a name that just about everybody has commented on as being the breakout tight end of this draft. Um, he is... <laughs> Six, six and five eighths. So he is very tall. Um, played at Old Dominion, smaller school. So, so that explains why he's he's not being highly regarded. But again, you talk about measurables, physicality, all that stuff. That that you know you can't you can't teach that. You can't fix it. It's uh. Hold so he's up. got that, and he was successful. I'm sorry just want to say thank you so much to connor john 420 and mergle media i think we just hit our follow goal i think we just hit our follow goal so and brick's other daughter also yeah a lot of new follows tonight thank you so much everybody that's crazy that's awesome that is awesome did thank not expect all. that tonight that is really really cool thank you for helping and following you guys are awesome Yes, that is fantastic. We hope you all enjoy listening to us drone on and on about football <laughs> yeah. as much as we enjoy droning on and on about football. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, Zach Coons, definitely somebody who looks like he's going to be the breakout tight end of this draft. Um, for a team like the Commanders who desperately need a tight end, no offense, Logan Thomas, I would love for them to take a shot on him in the in the mid to late rounds. I really looking forward to him. The Lions have said they were looking for a tight end. I don't know why. Once we got rid of Hawkinson, the three tight ends we had played out of their minds. But for some reason, they keep talking about needing another tight end despite that fact. So we will be taking a tight end probably at some point. And if it's him, that would be freaking fantastic. Uh, the other one that I'm interested in is Sam Laporta from Iowa. This guy, he was a senior, so he played all his entire time. He was available there. Just a catch, machi catch machine at Iowa. Low touchdown numbers, though. That was the thing that people are putting against him. Um, but he's six foot three and 245 pounds. Tell me that's not big enough to catch touchdowns in the end zone. Yeah, absolutely. So um, he's a round three prospect with a 9.02 RAS score. And uh, his comparison... Listen to this. George Kittle. So 
you know, if you need a guy to get you to the end zone and just throw it to your wide receiver or run it in with your hat back, he can still do that, even if he doesn't end up doing the touchdown thing. So I think Sam Laporta will be a big, uh, big catch guy. And it feels like that's the big thing in the NFL right now is not so much tight ends that are in the red zone catching touchdowns, but the ones that are getting you down there to go for touchdowns. Yeah. Well, and Iowa tight ends, man, they, that is just a tight end factory. So he could be that next great Iowa tight end. Yep. Yeah. There's that as well. So it'll be interesting next podcast to look at uh, a these players that we called out here where they went and uh, just kind of see where we stood with what these players got drafted and where to as well as how many of the trades up and down we got right yeah uh, that's always well the fun thing is going back and looking at where these players end up Um, you know especially some of these guys we've named that when you're talking fantasy football wise, um, they they could be breakout players for dynasty teams. So, um, yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm just excited for tomorrow and and Friday and Saturday, man. I I love the draft. So we shall see what happens. But now let's move into going over some mock drafts. We've chosen three. Uh, more popular mock drafts. We're just going to go through them real quick, break them down, see what's the same, see what's different. Uh, so, yeah. Obviously, obviously what? I was just going to say, obviously, mock drafts don't include <laughs> trades. So, um, some do. Mocks will... That's true. Some do. Most of the ones that I've seen, they usually don't mock trades. But if they do, awesome. Um, so, obviously, some things will be different. But So, I have all three of them open. Um, okay. we'll just kind of go over each pick through the three mocks we have. If you're curious what mocks we're looking at, I really like Daniel Jeremiah. I think he's an awesome, uh, analyst. Uh, so I have Daniel Jeremiah's NFL.com mock. We have pro football focuses mock from Chris Collinsworth, as well as the NFL nation ESPN mock draft. So those are the three that we'll be looking at. So starting off with the number one pick. It'll be interesting to see if they have uh, different picks here. But number one, Daniel Jeremiah picks Bryce Young to the Carolina Panthers. I don't think that's a surprise. A lot of people think Bryce Young's number one. Let's see if Collinsworth and Nittleful Nation are the same. Uh, Collinsworth has Bryce Young number one as well to the Panthers. And NFL, do I have the wrong? Oh, there's the ESPN one. They also have Bryce Young. So consistency through the three mocks we have is Bryce Young will be the number one pick. Yep. Um, I have seen some information of uh, Will Levis kind of maybe sneaking into that number one pick. I guess his odds in Vegas move down quite a bit to be the number one pick but yeah i think bryce young is almost certainly a lock at this point to go number one um i've actually seen um i've actually seen something about some source on reddit 
saying that they have insider knowledge of the Panthers that they're taking Will Levis. Yeah, I and that I've, is going I've around that like crazy. Too. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see if that guy went to to Reddit of all places and actually leaked the pick. But because um, yeah, because let me just put say this: the last time a under six foot quarterback went number one, where are they right now? Uh, and, uh Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, being not being great. So I'm I'm just not sold on Bryce Young. If I were a Panthers fan, I'd be worried about this pick. But that's me. So yeah, I I mean, I get everything Bryce Young can do. Athletic, you know, the running and everything. He's he's very athletic, but it's the the height, man. I I after watching Kyler Murray for all these years, I just I can't support another team getting themselves into this mess that the Cardinals are in. I would be okay with them taking Stroud at number one or Levis. Um, it seems like Levis is the way they might secretly be leaning. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it, it's it's it reminds me of what was it 2018 when Mayfield went number one going into the draft everyone's like oh, it's gonna be Darnold it's gonna be Darnold and then like day of all of a sudden it's like nope we're taking Baker Mayfield yeah. so yeah tomorrow we could wake up and they'll be like yep they're taking Levis or we're taking CJ Stroud but I don't know it'd be fun to watch but speaking of Stroud I looked at all the mock drafts number two to the Texans all three mocks have the Texans taking Stroud at two now this i think could be different because if you've been following the thing with that s2 test that all the quarterbacks took the new wonderlick basically uh cj Stroud scored an 18 percent, which i guess have a lot of teams nervous about his level of intelligence or decision making or whatever that test is supposed to measure um i guess what you do on the field doesn't matter anymore (laughs) i like (laughs) but I, I, there I are people see, might be dropping now. There are people that are smarter in the moment than they are when they're given time to think of the answer to the question, right? And then there are right. people that cannot make a decision under pressure or while they can be the world's spout off the smartest answers you'll ever hear when there's no pressure put on them. So yep. I don't put a lot into those tests, right? Because if there is a body of work that says that this player is good and you want to discount them being good because you did a test that has nothing to do with the football field, I just can't find 100% of the logic in that. Like I can set, I can have an idea of what you're going for, but I don't I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what the tests questions were but unless it was asking him to read defenses and identify coverages and things like that i don't see how it's relevant to what he does on the field like playing quarterback and playing football it can become sort of second nature and just hey i can identify this coverage i know where to throw the ball to that's what really matters not you know, if they're asking him math and English and engineering questions and shit like the Wonderlick does, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Um, will he actually fall down draft boards? I don't know. I, I think it would be a, a shame if he did, but at the same time, it would be good for teams like the Lions who maybe want to trade down. Teams all of a sudden want to 
snatch him. Now or... suddenly everyone wants the sixth pick. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be very interesting. All these mock drafts have him going number two to the Texans. That makes sense to me. Um, I've also heard the Texans just completely skipping out on quarterbacks and taking a defensive player, which would be downright insane to me if they just said, oh, you know what? We're going to roll with uh, Davis, Davis Mills. Mills. We want him. Yeah. We want another year of Davis enough. Mills. Because, you know, uh, second round, second pick is exactly where we thought we see ourselves. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. But that's, again, it's why tomorrow night's going to be so much freaking fun. Um, so right. the third pick, since it's a mock and, like you said, you don't always do trades. There's a lot of different options for picks for the Cardinals because they are not looking for a quarterback. Um, you've got... The ASPN mock has them taking Will Anderson Jr., outside linebacker from Alabama. Daniel Jeremiah has them play, taking Will Anderson Jr. Uh, from Alabama. And then Chris Collinsworth has them taking Jalen Carter from Georgia. Yep. All three good picks, in my opinion. I would rather see them take Will Anderson because I feel like he's the best player in this draft. But... Um, I think either one of them the Cardinals getting would be fine if they didn't trade. Odds are they're trading, but if they didn't and they were here making a pick, either of those would be fine with me. Absolutely. Um, I even, there's that other pass rusher, Tyree Wilson, that a lot of people now are mocking ahead of Will Anderson. Mm -hmm. um, fine. I don't know the difference between the two of them or Jalen Carter to pick one of those three. I just know the Cardinals need talent on defense. Take one of them. No. Or trade down and get more players. Really, the only thing the Cardinals could do that would piss me off would be to stay at three and take, like, an offensive lineman. That is something a lot of people have been talking about them doing yes. as well. And I'm like, do not trade that pick and take an offensive lineman in the end of the – End of the top 10 or in the teens? That's the only acceptable spot to be taking a lineman in this draft. Paris Johnson from Ohio State is the offensive lineman that apparently the Cardinals are infatuated with, including Kyler Murray. So I've heard his name and Peter Skaronski are the two they're looking at. Oh, yeah, from Northwestern. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, man. If I, was, if I were to choose number one, I want them to trade down. Number two, if they stay put, take one of those defensive players, um, except one of the cornerbacks. Don't take a cornerback at three. That doesn't work. Uh, and then my third option would be for, I, I guess, them to stay put and take an offensive tackle. But um, actually, my third option would be for them to take Bajar Robinson. Fuck it. Like, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't take an offensive lineman. Like, that's – um, take uh, someone else. But, yeah, uh, give, tell someone – get someone that will make us excited to watch at least. Yeah. So – I don't know what they're going to do. It's a big test for the new GM um, to endear himself to the fan base. Uh, can you do this right, or are you going to screw it up? The same one that's already talked about trading the wide receiver, and he's still there, not happy. So yes. he'll already probably created... get traded this weekend, is my <laughs> guess. They'll, it'll be like a Friday night traded to Buffalo What's his for name? second round uh, pick or something. The wide Hopkins? receiver. Hopkins, that's his name. I, I didn't say his name because I could not remember. Nope. Yes. Diop. So there you go. Um, at four, we've got the Colts taking Anthony Richardson in the ESPN poll. Uh, Will Levis in the Daniel Jeremiah mock. 
and CJ, not CJ Stroud, Will Levis in the uh, Chris Collinsworth mock. So all three have a quarterback going. Two for Will Levis, who's been rumored for the number one pick, so it's not surprised he would go here at four. And then one for Anthony Richardson, already go, going off the board. Yeah. So. A lot of the, the mock drafts do mention that the Colts seem to be in love with Will Levis. So if he doesn't go number one, if he was on the board at four between him and Richardson, I could see them taking Levis over Richardson. The thing is, I don't think Levis is going to be there. I think if Houston takes Stroud, then somebody will trade the three to get Levis. I was about uh, to say, this Richardson pick on the ESPN mock makes sense if the Cardinals trade out of their spot and whoever gets up there takes Levis. Right. So Right. I... I think I think the Colts, the Cardinals' best option, trade down one spot. The Colts can take Levis at three, and then at four they can take Will Anderson or somebody like that. But um, yeah, I, I it's funny when you hear Will Levis potentially going number one. It's like, are the Panthers just doing that to piss off the Colts because the Colts have made it so clear how much they like him? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, number five, Seahawks. Uh, NFL.com's got them taking Jalen Carter. Uh, Pro Football Focus has them taking Will Anderson, and NFL Nation has them taking Jalen Carter. So again, Seattle is going to go defense. They're going to take one of the top defensive players in the draft because at five, if three quarterbacks are gone, you're getting either Anderson or Jalen Carter. If four quarterbacks go, you're getting your your pick of the number one guy, whichever one you want more. So mm-hmm. Seattle's definitely going to end up with one of those guys. And I as a Lions fan, feel as though four quarterbacks are going to go in the top four, and the Lions are going to get either Jalen, Carter, or Will Anderson, whoever the Seattle doesn't pick. That's yeah. what I see happening. I, I, I see that happening, too. But in case that doesn't happen, this pick is also good for me. Uh, ESPN, because uh, Jalen Carter and Will Anderson are already gone, has the Lions taking... Tyree Wilson, the defensive end from Texas Tech. Daniel Jeremiah has the Lions taking Devin Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois. Uh, And then Chris Collinsworth has the Lions taking Tyree Wilson as well from Texas Tech on the edge. I will take Tyree Wilson. One thing I will not take is a cornerback at six. You can forget all that. I don't remember if we talked about that offline or at the beginning of the podcast, but not interested in a tight end or in a cornerback in the top 10 for the Lions for a while. I just don't yeah, think I, we need a fifth pick in three years. That's Well, and it's funny because we talked about the Jeff Akuta trade about how they signed so many corners. Why would they then draft one in the top 10? When they have other needs. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I don't know. That one blows my mind, too. Um, the Tyree Wilson thing or Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, if they can get any one of those three, fantastic. Put them with Aiden Hutchinson, um, and that, that's going to help free up. And James Houston. <laughs> and James Houston, yeah. So, so. That was, that, those three would already make the Lions' defensive line ridiculously good. Not to mention they really need pass ru- or rush defense help. And these guys will help do that, so. Yep, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh, Raiders at seven. Somebody we talked about potentially trading up for a quarterback. Um, at seven, according to ESPN, they have them taking Christian Gonzalez, a corner from Oregon. Pro Football Focus has them taking Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. And NFL.com has them taking Christian Gonzalez. So Raiders going corner um, seems pretty locked in in all these mock drafts, assuming they don't try to make a move at a quarterback. And I like that. Or one's not falling. If Anthony Richardson was still there, I think that's that's a, a great landing spot for him um, to develop behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep. Some of these mocks, he's still available and they didn't pick him. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seems the consistency is consensus. Why did I keep fucking up that word? Consensus. I'm not drinking. Oh, I have no idea. I've had a soda and a Gatorade. Um, man, uh oh. (laughs) But it's interesting that was it. Two of them have. Two of them have Devin Witherspoon, but one has Christian Gonzalez going seven, while another guy had the Lions taking Devin Witherspoon a pick faster than Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a consensus on who the number one corner is, but Devon Witherspoon is one or two. Yeah. Um, and speaking of him, so the Falcons at eight, uh, ESPN actually has them taking Devon Witherspoon, one pick behind Christian Gonzalez as the second corner. And then Pro Football Focus has them taking Bajan Robinson, and NFL.com has them taking Bajan Robinson, which I think makes a lot of sense. Um, Corderell Patterson is not, not a running, running back. back. So why not throw Bajan Robinson in there? Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Robinson. Um, I mean, Desmond Ritter may not be the long-term answer quarterback, but surround him with a bunch of weapons and see what he can do. Yep, that man makes a lot of sense. Uh, nine uh, goes to the Bears, who we talked about uh, possibly trading back. But if they don't, ESPN has them taking Peter Skaronski, that offensive tackle from Northwestern. Hometown boy gets to stay in Chicago. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah has them taking Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher from Texas Tech, falling all the way to nine for the Bears. Which would be which ridiculous would be... if the Bears got that lucky that he yeah. fell all the way to nine. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Collinsworth's PFF has them taking Paris Johnson as well. No, not as well. So one has Peter Skaronski, offensive tackle Northwestern. The other has um, Paris Johnson, offensive tackle from Ohio State. And then, of course, like I said, Tyree Wilson, which I just don't see at nine. Yeah, I think the Bears definitely need to take an offensive lineman or defensive lineman slash pass rusher. Those are their, their two at, at nine. Those are two best options. If they ended up trading down, who knows where they could go. But if they stay put, I'm guessing they lean more offensive line. Um, Got to protect Justin Fields if, you, if he's ever going to try to develop. Um, number 10, Eagles. NFL.com has them taking Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia, who I admit I am not super familiar with. Um, Pro Football Focus has them taking Brian Brees, who is a defensive tackle from Clemson. And then ESPN has them taking Paris Johnson, the Ohio State offensive tackle. So a little bit all over the place for the Eagles. Definitely somebody in the trenches, whether it's a pass rusher, interior defensive lineman, or an offensive lineman. Um, 
I think this is a great landing spot for Bajon Robinson if he were still to be there. Yeah. Um, or... the Eagles would be lucky to have him. Yes. That'd be crazy. Um, in the, uh, like the ESPN mock draft, just going, looking at best what's left, because I'm just scrolling ahead. I mean, Bajon Robinson was still there. Will Levis was still there. I think the Eagles at 10, definitely somebody that could trade down again if I talked about them trading down from 30. But if some of those guys are still there at 10, um, yeah, absolutely. There are going to be teams that want to trade up to get Bashan Robinson or Will Levis. All right. Well, I feel like going past 10 would just be a bunch that aren't the same at this point because that's the way mock drafts work anywhere out of yes. the top 10. So we'll stop doing that. But I do want to talk about... The Commanders pick, what they got for that. I want to talk about the Lions' second uh, first-round pick. Uh, and then maybe um, I want to talk about Kansas City's pick simply because in one of these, it's exactly what you were talking about earlier. And you'll see what I mean when we get there. So let's start with, what's the Commanders? Is theirs in the 20s? 16. 16. Okay, so let's go to the 16th pick and see what we got. Uh, so NFL.com has them taking Emmanuel Forbes, a corner from Mississippi State, who, again, I'm not super familiar with him, but according to Daniel Jeremiah, he is the best ball hawk in the draft, um, who makes plays on the ball in zone coverage, which is a lot of what Washington runs. So I like that. Um, Pro Football Focus has them taking Christian Gonzalez, the corner from Oregon that we saw mocked in the top 10. Um, so yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. So if you got and him, that would be a very good pick for them. Yeah, according to to Pro Football Focus, who says he's the second best cornerback behind Devin Witherspoon. So, I mean, I don't know why he fell to sixteen, but okay. <laughs> Take um, it quick. And then NFL Nation has them taking Darnell Wright, offensive tackle from Tennessee. So most mock drafts I've seen have us taking a corner. Um, <laughs> usually it's Joey Porter, but some places it's different. And then a couple do have them taking an offensive lineman. But if I were a betting man, uh, I would bet that we trade down. Like I mentioned earlier, we don't have a second-round pick. Ron Rivera loves trading down uh, in the first round. I definitely could see us trading down to get more picks, especially considering that, you know, looking ahead at some of the other corners and, and offensive linemen that go later in the first round, like Emmanuel Forbes, NFL Nation has him going 23rd. So if the commanders traded down five spots and still got him great um but yeah as far as positions of need offensive line second uh, cornerback not secondary because i like our safeties um are our two biggest needs but like for instance in this nfl nation will levis was still on the board you're telling me the commanders aren't gonna take will levis at 16 if he's there i don't care how much they talk about liking sam howell i don't care how much i like sam howell if Will Levis is just sitting there at 16, take him. Yeah. If you don't have to do anything to move up to get it, that guy, that's Thanks. huge. Like, I, I like Sam Howell. I'm hopeful that he can be our guy. Um, really cool article I read on NFL Nation, actually. They asked scouts, if Sam Howell was in this draft class, where would he rank? And everybody, Mel Kuyper, Tom McShay, everybody said he would be the sixth best quarterback. You'd have the four first-rounders, Young, Stroud, Levis, Richardson, Hendon Hooker, and then Sam Howell. So it's like, okay, cool. He'd probably be a 
second or third round pick this year instead of a fifth round pick last year. But again, if Will Levis or even Anthony Richardson are just on the board at 16, just take them. Grab them. Snatch like, them up. You can still play Howell to start the year, and then if he if he turns out to be good, awesome. You did what you know. Then you can trade whoever you drafted next year or the year after to a team that needs him. If he doesn't turn out to be good, then you can turn it over to your first round guy. The point is, Ron Rivera knows, especially with new ownership coming in, he needs to win this year. And if Sam Howell doesn't pan out in the first five or six weeks, and they turn to Jacoby Brissett, is Jacoby Brissett? going to win us enough games to save Ron Rivera's job? Or could you turn it over to Will Levis, win a couple games and be able to tell the new owner, hey, look, we, at least we found our quarterback of the future. Give me another chance to come back. Yeah, give me at least one more year. Yeah, so I don't know. A lot, a lot of different ways the commanders could go. I, I like to look at it this way. The only positions I would not want them to draft that would downright piss me off if we draft wide receiver because i like our receiving core uh defensive line because my god we have enough defensive linemen to begin with and safety just because i like our two safeties even though they're not highly regarded but mm -hmm. i mean tight end sure linebacker uh corner offensive lineman hell if Bajan robinson was there at 16 take him i love brian robinson and, and um antonio gibson but Neither one of them are Bajan Robinson, so why the hell not? <laughs> Makes sense to me. All right, where's the Lions' second pick? They're, they're 18. 18, so two of buy in right. there. Uh, ESPN has them taking Kalijah Kansi, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. This is in the draft that they also picked Tyree, Tyree Wilson, so defensive end and defensive tackle. Um, Daniel Jeremiah on NFL.com has them taking Kalijah Kansi, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. And Pro Football Focus has them taking Anthony Richardson of Florida. Holy shit, that would be amazing. That would be pretty outstanding. If that is the dream scenario for me, I love Anthony Richardson. If you somehow was there for the Lions to just pick with a pick that they got from uh no this is their pick the rams pick is the early one so if they just had their pick to use on anthony richardson that would be amazing to me yes yes especially considering um if you look at the espn one will levis goes the next pick so if you're sitting at 18 and either richardson or levis are there again take them yeah uh, I mean, why are you not yeah, we Jared had got two Nate Sudfeld as a backup quarterback last year because of the fact that you dropped both of your backup quarterbacks at the last cuts of um, the preseason last year. So you just went into the whole season with a backup quarterback that you didn't even know who or what they were. Just yeah. take a rookie quarterback, please. Yeah, especially somebody like Anthony Richardson who could develop into the next Cam Newton. Um, yeah, the next. Yeah, I, I if the, if either one of those is available for the Lions at eighteen, that would be outstanding. Um, otherwise, I do like the thought of them taking Tyree Wilson, Kalijah Cansey, 
pairing them with James Houston, Aiden Hutchinson, um, all of a sudden your your defensive line is one of the best in the NFL. So that, and then you have a totally revamped, very good uh, secondary. Yes. Suddenly your linebackers is the questionable crew, which has not been for the last few years. So Austin man is not questionable. My friend. I mean, his, his choice of hairstyle is, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, last one I wanted to talk about was Kansas city at 31. Okay. Okay. So, ESPN has them taking Miles Murphy defensive end from Clemson, even after drafting Carl Karloftis, going for another one this year. Okay, possibly. It's the end of the first. There's really no way to tell. Um, you know, offensive tackle Darryl, Darnell Wright for EF or NFLs. But the one that's interesting to me, and we talked about this scenario already is Hendon Hooker sneaking into the first round not only that but being drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs that is Chris Collinsworth's pro football focus pick the the Chiefs just straight up drafting him not trading the pick to a team that wants to draft him here's what Chris Collinsworth says The biggest concern for the Chiefs is if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt and misses four to five games. Hooker doesn't turn the ball over, and he has a high-arching deep ball that is perfect for speedy receivers. The Tennessee offense doesn't make for easy evaluation, but he looks like an NFL QB to me. That's what he says, thinking Hendon Hooker will go to the Kansas City Chiefs. You look so confused. (laughs) I've never... I've never seen a, a team take a backup quarterback in the first round that they weren't planning to develop into a starter. Like, I mean, the Packers if Mahomes did was a long time ago. Who did? The Packers did a long time ago. Right. They took Jordan Love to develop to replace Rodgers. They took Rodgers to develop to place who ta- Listen, who takes a quarterback six years early to develop? That was a. That was a backup pick. Who, Jordan Love? Jordan Love was a backup pick. If I were a Packers fan, I'd rather have a fresh quarterback than the one that's been around for six years. I, I, my, my point is that I know what you're saying. Though going anywhere for ten plus years, right? So, and I understand if he gets hurt and misses some games, okay. But that's why you bought you purchase a veteran on your roster right. you're gonna put so you're gonna have a backup who comes in rookie never played never started in the nfl is going in and and just as a fill-in guy like that's that's also insane to me like i i i guess if you're the chiefs you just won the super bowl it's like fuck it we'll take whatever like we'll do whatever we want to you know like if that's really what they want to do but obviously there would be teams willing to trade up to get hooker so the chiefs are more likely going to accept a trade offer than just we'll just take hooker and and hoard quarterbacks like um that's that's a dave and madden type thing that's not an actual (laughs) lgm thing (laughs) 
And I say that because he's not he's not on the stream, so I'll talk shit. But hey, he said it was gonna be. It's his own fault. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, he is listed in the viewer list, so maybe. maybe oh, he'll maybe he'll out. chime in. Maybe, maybe we'll wake up now. But uh, yeah, I Chris Collinsworth, man, sometimes just says shit, like just to say shit. I watching Sunday Night Football and his commentary, he just says the dumbest crap sometimes. Like, and this this is clearly just one of those things where he's just had a random thought and it's like he, oh, he put it in a mock draft. it's literally if you look at the url it's in the url nfl mock draft five quarterbacks going first round including hinden hooker to kansas city chiefs it's literally it's, it's in the title of his mock draft it's literally clickbait <laughs> he's just clickbaiting like yeah what so jackass i'll I still and i'll never forget this because it cracks me and my dad up to this day um sunday night football week one a couple seasons ago whenever trayvon diggs was a rookie chris collinsworth um said trayvon diggs has the softest hands in the nfl <laughs> first off he was a rookie right second he's a corner you're telling me there aren't receivers with softer hands <laughs> like it's just it's crap like that that just blows my mind it's like when he talks about aaron Rodgers. It's, it's like everything the guy does is the greatest thing ever. And it's like, it becomes hollow at a certain point. That's why, <laughs> like, when I watch Sunday Night Football, my mom gets so mad because she hates listening to him. And I just tune him out. Like, I don't even hear him talk at this point. It's just, right. he's the worst comment. I'd rather listen to Troy Aikman drone on in his robot voice than listen to Chris Collins <laughs> spout nonsense. I'd rather listen to AI John Madden. Yes, that's actually... Yeah, we need we need to we need to do a watch of a game where we just do commentary for it. <laughs> yes, there you go. See if we're oh, any man. better than Chris Collinsworth. Yes, exactly. All oh, right. Man. Well, that well, should go. do it for the draft preview episode. I think we got a good handle on everything that's going on there. It'll be uh, very interesting to see. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I, I've said this before. Draft day is the greatest day of, of the off season for me. Usually it's the greatest day of the season because Washington's not doing anything uh, most of the time in the regular season. So at least draft day, it's exciting. It's why I love playing Madden because it's, it's all the front office stuff that I love. Uh, can't freaking wait. I think our next pod will we'll do maybe a schedule review when they, when they release the schedule in a couple weeks. We can do one recapping the draft and, and going through the schedule and seeing which games we like and which games we're excited for. I like it. And then we can make way too early predictions on who's going to win. Love it. <laughs> That's always the best. Yeah, exactly. So perfect. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, big shout out to all the follows on this episode for the uh, live stream. Thank you to everyone that followed hitting, helping us to hit our goal of 50 followers. We'll have to up that and, uh, We'll have to update that and see where we can go from there. But you guys are awesome. I love all of you guys. I really appreciate it. Um, if you're if you don't if you're listening to the auto podcast, you can find us on twitch.tv slash coffin corner podcast. That is where we film the live shows. Um, if you don't uh, know, I don't even remember the link anymore. It's been so long. Anyways, we'll get you the link for our Discord. Uh, a different time 
But uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Coffin Corners. You can follow us on TikTok, Coffin Corner Podcast. Um, yeah. We'll look for the Twitter to see when we're going to do that. Actually, you don't even need to really need the Twitter to know. Just look for the schedule release and for us sometime in that week going live for the release episode. I'm yes. really grasping yeah. at straws for words right now. I, I think my uh, brain has scrambled at this point, so I think I'm. And you're I'm sober good. too, which is weird. But, <laughs> I know. Yeah, there's no there's no date yet for the schedule release. It's usually mid May. Um, we'll post something on on Twitter and uh, maybe TikTok if if I can ever think of another good TikTok idea. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, Discord. I put the Discord link in the chat on Twitch for anybody that wants to join. And isn't it? I, I isn't it just Coffin Corner Podcast? Isn't that our Discord? Discord.me slash Coffin Corner Podcast, I believe, is where you can go to get the link. There you go. So, so. All right, everybody. Well, yeah. thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for all the people that were here. Thanks for everybody that listened to the audio podcast. You are all amazing, and we love you. So, until next time, Richie, you got anything else you want to say? Uh, no, just thank you guys for listening. I know it's been a couple weeks. This off-season schedule is a little sparse, but thank you all for joining and following and listening. And we look forward to our next pod next month. And uh, I look forward to the draft tomorrow night. And I'm sure we'll be active in the Discord. Everybody hop into our general chat in there and we can watch the draft together and, and laugh at the bad picks and curse <laughs> it when the lions take a corner number six. Oh god yeah exactly <laughs> all right with that we're out thanks everybody for listening we'll talk to you next time on episode three until then you have a great april i guess later yeah, great last few days of april <laughs> Bye, everybody.